evening, everyone. Welcome back to Ball Watching. You are going to have an awesome episode today. We've got a loaded one for you. Our first official preview of the year brought by none other than Jake and Justin, your favorite, favorite dudes that like to talk about footy, talk about soccer. Justin, how are we feeling on Fat Tuesday? It's time of recording. Uh, feeling good. I've had two salads today. It's not that fat. Whoa. I'm not, work, I'm not working out a whole lot this time of year, Jake. So uh, yeah, I get yeah. you. I get Absolutely. You. Yeah, that's a week fat Tuesday. But hopefully you have a, a stronger five aside for us today. But before we get into that, Justin, just quick little agenda setting for everyone today. We'll be doing basically all Champions Cup uh, and very, very specific focusing on, like I said, our first preview this year on Houston Dynamo, who will be our first game at City Park this season, our first game overall this season in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. So we'll be talking about that for most of the episode today. Um, if you all are in here live, thank you for coming. Drop your questions down below, and we can see if we can work them in throughout the episode. But um, obviously, I, wait, wait, one more time, Justin, while we're here. We always forget this. Like and subscribe to the show. We got to do self-plugs as well sometimes, Justin. You know, we, we like to give back. We love our sponsors. But, hey, we need a little love too. A little bit. I mean, we got to keep ourselves going. That's yeah. the only reason we can be able to do this. So if you like this, like it, subscribe, leave us a note. If you don't like it, let us know. Let us know why. Also, here for-, for the video people, new overlay. Um, Canva is a, a super cool tool, and I am not an artist whatsoever, but it makes me feel special. Um, so shout out to Canva. Not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. That was just, this is something that I'm very impressed <laughs> that you put together. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Well, I am in busy season. Um, Jake, let's just hop to the five side then. It's not soccer related, but it's football related. Okay. So football, soccer, Super Bowl specifically. All right. I got five questions for you. All about the Super Bowl that just happened this past Sunday. Chiefs won. Not happy about it. Number one, there were two record-setting field goals in the Super Bowl 58. The previous record was a 54-yarder in 1933 by Buffalo kicker. Jake Moody, who easy, Jake Moody drilled a 55-yarder to make it 3-0 in the game, so he broke the record. Who now owns the longest record, and how long is it? Well, it's Butker. Thank you. Okay, easy. Yep, he hit that how, live. What did he hit? First of all, by the way, that sucks to be Jake Moody. I mean, hitting the longest Super Bowl field goal ever and then being done out in the same game. Uh, but, yes, uh, Harrison Butker. I want to say, was it 63? 57. 64 He only beat it by another two yards. So, Whoa, three okay. yards in total. Very dude, that net kick too was just like a line drive, just laser beam. You back? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. We're going straight back into it. Number oh, two. Okay, we're going back. Number two. Moody missed an extra point. It was blocked. Before that, how many did he make in a row for extra points? Oh. I'm going to go 22. 68. He was 68 for 68 until that one was blocked, and ultimately they lost the game. That sucks. Chiefs are the ninth team to repeat the Super Bowl champs. This is the first time since the Patriots did it in what, two seasons? Rapid Um, fire. 2003 and four. Four and five. Very close. This was only the second ever Super Bowl to go to overtime. When was the first? Oh, dude, I I don't know. I'm 19. No, 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 no. 2017, when Tom Brady and the Patriots came back. That went to overtime? Oh, that was the only one. 27-3 versus was? the Falcons. Dude, I don't know. Last really question. Know. Who oh, has okay. the best odds to win the Super Bowl this year? Coming up next year. So, Super Bowl 59. The last or the best? The best. Um, I feel like it's going to be the Ravens the Cowboys. Uh, is it neither of those teams is what, is what you're going to tell me? 
It's the Niners at plus 550, Chiefs plus 650, Ravens 9-1, wow. Bills 10-1. to Everybody, here's your free lock of the day because we don't have lines yeah. out for the Champions Cup game. You can get the Cowboys at 20-1. to That's what I'm saying. Go put five bucks down to win 100. Dude, that's crazy. I mean, not that I think the Cowboys are this revelation, but I mean, they, they play in such an awful di- that's, division. It's way too high of a number right now. Yeah. That's that's rude for them. So get the Cowboys at 20 to 1. Sorry for the Wi Fi issues, but there's your quick five facts about yeah. the Super Bowl in the NFL. That's good. That's good. It just reinforces this is just not my, my sport at, at all. So uh, thank you for exposing me uh, live, everyone <laughs> tuning in here. But, uh, Justin, the only thing we need to cover before we get into CONCACAF Champions Cup is City's preseason. Wow, what's more fun than to talk about preseason games? Uh, we are uh, undefeated in preseason. Look at that. Look at us. Uh, it hasn't been you know, overly exciting. It's preseason, and I, I will say that the two games I think have happened since we last talked to you all uh, were against LAFC at, in Coachella, where our, our man, our Hope for the Holidays guest, Kyle Hebert, scored and put it past Hugo Lloris who won the World Cup with France not too long ago. You tell me MLS is just this picture of unlikelies. I mean, you get to see these huge legends of the game taking, you know, the field with your, you know, just guy that graduated college. And, and guy like Kyle Hebert, undrafted, City 2 star, gets promoted to the MLS team, plays a ton of minutes for us last year, and he's a hell of a dude on top of all that. I love to see it for Kyle. I mean, that was an awesome finish. And that just welcoming Hugo Lloris to the actual MLS, I absolutely loved it. Um, another game that we can talk about as well, Jake. I mean, that was the only one, but I just couldn't get over the Blum goal. And I didn't. Yeah. How would you even describe that goal to people for anybody yeah. who didn't see it? Uh, so that, that game came right after against Red Bull this weekend. And literally, it was not a fun preseason game to watch. I mean, usually you're looking for some things. It looks like both teams didn't really want to be there that much, to be honest. But uh, yeah, Blum just nails this one so far up in the air it looks like it was a little bit windy and goalkeeper definitely misplayed it and it literally just came down and bounced up into the net like it was crazy this is something just straight out of like seventh grade soccer it was it was kind of embarrassing it definitely had to be a little windy um i am a little confused like on the whole preseason none of these guys celebrate like i know that's not a goal to celebrate but they all just kind of like put their head down and walk back like they they i feel like they celebrate then we might have lost justin again oh man Justin working working super hard, but Justin, you gotta ask for for the Wi-Fi, bro. This is this is crazy. Uh, I'm gonna jump us out of preseason because we don't need to be a preseason anymore and get into some of our our Champions Cup uh, for Concacaf, which is coming up just next week. Now, if you're listening, it's Tuesday. We're recording this right now. Wednesday, uh, we're getting really really close here. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we will take on the Houston Dynamo FC in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. What is that, Jake? Well, it's a kind of rebrand on a tournament that's been around for a while now, um, but it's called the 2024 for this installation, CONCACAF Champions Cup. So the field is set. 10 MLS clubs are featuring in this installment, but it's a 2017 tournament total. So it's a massive, massive tournament, and it's got a big prize pool. I mean, you're talking about some serious money. I think I read $5 million plus. Uh, in prize distributions to these teams um, if you're making it into the upper echelon. So a lot to play for here. And just picture it for anyone that follows you know soccer, even in a European basis. Like It's like a Champions League, but just uh, with, with MLS, Mexico, uh, Canada, and a bunch of other smaller Central American countries as well. Justin's back with us for everyone tuning in here. But Justin, I'm explaining kind of the format of League's Cup. This is where we're at right now. Mexico holds 
sorry, I said League's Cup, the Champions Cup. Mexico holds the most amount of these titles with 37, and it's not close. U.S. and Costa Rica are, are U.S. being third and that Costa Rica being second. Costa Rica has six titles, and the U.S. has three. Most recently, though, um, Seattle Sounders did get the W in 2022. But, Justin, I don't know if you've read much about this or heard about it. It's usually a big, big time suck on players early part of the season if you're going to keep advancing, and it's high, high-quality matches. This is a tournament that I think the teams that get into it usually tend to prioritize. Oh, absolutely. And that's the one – I mean, this is one – it's not like League's Cup that just comes around every year. And this is one that you really want to actually focus on because you're not – you don't have a chance to do this all the time. And like you said, I mean, the MLS has struggled in this, but Sounders in 2022, the Galaxy before that in 2000, we have had quite the drought. When Club America has had seven in total, and this tournament's absolutely massive. You have the picture of the bracket here, Jake. It's awesome when you look at round one, round of 16, quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, all the way through June 2nd, knowing that we are playing literally a week from today. And so it's pretty insane when you think about how large this is. And it's an interesting draw for us, especially when you look into it. And I know we'll kind of touch on the details of it, but Houston Dynamo. And then unfortunately, yeah. if, if we win that game, We'll place the MLS Cup winner, Columbus Crew, in the round of 16. Yeah, it's quite a it's quite a welcome uh, for us into this tournament. Uh, not a very warm welcome, but you know, let's just say we push this and we somehow keep advancing. For all of you messy lovers out there, there could be a date with Inter Miami in the quarterfinals if we are so fortunate to keep pushing on. But it's not going to be easy, and we're not looking past our first opponent, which will be. Houston Dynamo FC, like Justin mentioned, um, game is coming up, man. We are. I mean, literally a week away today of, of being at City Park and taking in our first ever, you know, big tournament competition uh, for the first ever game of the season. I mean, how, how much more hyped could you be? It's I could not be more excited. The weather in St. Louis has been unreal. I know everybody's been like, oh, we have games this early in February. It's going to be cold. It's going to be snowy. No, I think we're going to have great weather for this. And if you look at it and it does go into a great part of the year as well. So we have round one, February 6th through 8th. It's technically week one. 13, 15th, week two, 20 through 22nd, week three, and then 27th through 29th is week four. Um, then we got round of 16, first week of March, quarterfinal, and, the, and then also second week of March, quarterfinals is the first week of April into the second week of April, semifinals at the end of April, and then that final is just a single leg on June 2nd. Yeah, it'll be electric. So, I mean, this, this all wraps up before League's Cup, you know, even starts. So it's it's an early to mid kind of season tournament. Um, and it is pretty spaced out, like you mentioned, Justin, but it's against, you know, very, very good teams that are going to scrap uh, and definitely give you a hard time. So uh, that's what we're looking at in terms of overview uh, for the tournament and just for the structure of it overall. Uh, for our opponents, Justin, do we want to pivot into the first preview of the year? Absolutely. Let's do and it. Let's talk about it. The Houston Dynamo last season. What did we do with them? The first game we had was a home dub three, nothing absolutely wrecked. And we had an early PK from Leuven Ostrock after halftime. And then Nico, a late PK Hector Herrera came on in the 60th, but it was way too late for them to even try to come back. And if you remember Jake, the Houston Dynamo are, were an awful away team um, last year. They were really strong at home. And that's when we came in late into the year. Um, and we actually got a point out of yeah. there um, going away to the Houston Dynamo. Against all odds, I was not optimistic about that game, given our form and their form at home. Uh, but Klaus, I think it was a couple games after his return from from his long injury, uh, was able to equalize in the 82nd minute. It was electric. I remember watching that. Uh, but, you know, fortunately, yeah, good record against the Dynamo, who are a solid, solid team, and we'll get to why. 
uh, here in a second. Uh, they do look a little different since last time we saw them. Um, I would say overall net negative for them uh, in terms of personnel. But uh, they signed Jan Gregis, uh, who's a 33-year-old Sl Slovakian to provide some depth at central midfield, probably trying to take some of the load off of Ace Ace, uh, Hector Herrera, as some people like to call him. And uh, obviously he had a hell of a season. We'll get to that as well. Uh, but they also welcomed back their on loan uh, player, a DP uh, from last year, uh, Sebastian Ferreira. Did not have a great loan spell at Vasco de Gama, uh, but he is back. And I think they're counting on him to deliver like he did back in 2022 with 13 goals and three assists. Otherwise, Hector Herrera is out that we know of right now for this match, which is huge news. Huge news, especially when we're talking about this being one of those things that we do want to actually focus on. And yes, we have two legs in this, so we need to make sure that we secure the points while we're at home. A couple guys that we want to focus on as well that are going to be out. Uh, Corey Baird, striker. He had 14 goals in 2023. He's going to Cincinnati. Yep. Um, striker Thor Uthvarsson. Is, he's going to the Hungarian top flight. And then I thought I just had to Google this guy's name because I thought you were messing me with me. <laughs> Teenage Hadabi, he's going to the Turkish League. I'm not even – Konyaspur is where he's going. I think that was good. I like that last one. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, some, some notable outgoing, obviously, 14 goals in 2023. I think in all competitions for Corey Baird. That's a big miss. And, of course, he's going to Cincinnati. I mean, it's, it's like the biggest free agent in the market just goes like the Dodgers. It just It's crazy, but, I mean, good for Cincinnati. Keep up the pressure. Got to get better. Well, they um, also had to get rid of uh, – who do they have? Sorry, down to – Vasquez, yeah. So yep. they have to replace Vasquez, which is yep. not an easy task with how no, well that guy's been playing. It is not. Uh, and the Dynamo, just look at last year. So obviously when we talk about these previews, Justin, usually like towards a quarter of the way in the season, a third way of the season, we kind of pivot to like how they do in the season. But in the early season, you got nothing to go off of. So we're kind of going off of last season to judge where they're at. Uh, but for last season, Dynamo, like we said, solid team. They were 14, 11, and 9. They were the four seed in the playoffs. So the last team that got home advantage. Uh, and they actually lost to LAFC in the conference finals of the MLS Cup. And they knocked off our, our neighbors out west, uh, Sporting Kansas City. So uh, it was a nice, nice thing for them to do for us. And you mentioned home and away, Justin. It's pretty different. It's insane. They are 11-2-4 last year at home, while away they're only 3-9-5. Total goals for and goals against last year. They had a plus 13. They had 51 goals for and 38 against. Some of their key performances, I would say, we already talked about this, so they lost one game after League's Cup against Sporting Kansas City. So they had a very strong back half. They also won the U.S. Open Cup over Inter-Miami. And they knocked out RSL and then Sporting Kansas City, as you mentioned, in the playoffs for losing to LAFC. Yeah, so they had a great season last season. I think I talked pretty highly of them when I was able to talk about them. And it, it just Hector Herrera was, and we have some of his stats we'll get to down here, just a revelation despite his age. Like just incredible, incredible player. But – He's not going to be there, like I said. So, Justin, our, our players to watch for the match. Uh, I remember talking about him last year. I think his name was Funky. But um, Emine Bassi uh, is their central attacking midfielder, kind of their number 10. Uh, he's 26-year-old uh, from France. You know, a smaller guy, 5'8", 160 uh, type profile. But last year, 10 goals, 4 assists in uh, his 22 full 90s. He was able to play for the first team. I think he was coming in maybe injured to start last season. Um, he's got some European pedigree, pedigree. He played in France's second division. Um, he also spent some time in England as well uh, on loan. And I think a guy that they probably look to for the bulk of their creativity um, and going to be probably needing some goals, uh, more goals you know, from him this season as well. Um, so that's what we have in, in Bossy. Uh, their, their second player <laughs> that we're looking at uh, with Houston, 
Uh, welcome back, Justin, is Adalberto or Coco uh, Carasquilla, uh, who's a Panamanian. Uh, he was, I, I think a lot of people thought he might get some bids from Europe this season, uh, this offseason. He has not, uh, but he's been an effective, you know, midfielder, you know, wide player for them, scored uh, three goals and eight assists in his 22 full 90s last season. Also one of the most aggressive players on the team. He committed the most fouls uh, and had nine total yellows. So a very, very aggressive player. When I was looking into this guy, I was one shocked that he committed that many fouls. He is 5'7", 140 pounds. Just an absolute just workhorse in the midfield, I guess, then. But, yeah, committing that many yellows as well, which is actually second to our next uh, player, Franco Escobar, 28-year-old um, from Argentina. He's 5'7", 160. So all three of these guys Pretty tactical, smaller in the midfield. Top five in minutes last year for the team and led the team in yellow cards last season, as I mentioned, with 11. He's been a consistent player in the MLS overall. Jake, one thing noted, he had three seasons with Atlanta United, then one with LAFC, and last season with the Dynamo. Um, and he started 95 of the 110 games he's played so far, or 86%. So looking at that guy, he's more of a little bit of a journeyman. He's still only 28, but he definitely has a lot of experience that he's bringing to this team. And then honorable mention that we've already talked about a little bit, Hector Pereira, four goals, 17 assists last 17. season. 17. That's and insane. Led the MLS in touches. I would say that's almost just as impressive. Yeah. As if you think about how how much and how much he runs the midfield for the Houston Dynamo and just owns the game. It's it's crazy. I definitely you gotta respect that him still doing that at his age. And um, I think a big part of how he's been able to excel in Houston is because of the, the trust and the faith that he has with head coach Ben Olsen, um, who is entering his second year in this job, um, usually is a guy that does a 4-2-3-1. Um, and before I talk about some of, you know, sort of his tactics or ideas in, in play is, like I said, guy in his second year, Houston, for all intensive purposes, was entering a rebuild. And I say that in quotes last season. And if you, you're telling me a rebuild is going – to the U.S. Open Cup and defeating Lionel Messi and his team enter Miami, and then going to the semifinals MLS Cup. I mean, what a sophomore year he could be in for. It looks like he's got some things figured out. Yeah, absolutely. I think we talked about this already with four two three one. I mean, he unfortunately with the style, he does have Hector Herrera really pulling the strings, but with missing him, it's going to be an interesting start. Um, we already talked about Bossy. He'll create some chances up top for them. But they are possession-based. 53% possession during the regular season kind of speaks for itself. I will say that seems a little low, but when you think about what we were at and the, the amount of games where we were pushing like 30 or 40%, having the majority of the possession throughout your season is impressive. When defending, Olsen's team knows how to sit back and kind of pick their pressure points to really force turnovers and then counterattack on you. Um, as tactics proved to be effective, and they picked up results. And just conceding 38 total goals last year is extremely impressive. When we talk about regular season, there's only 34 games. So they're only allowing just over one goal per game. And obviously a lot of those came when they were away. So when they were at home, they were a fortress. Let's get into some trends and storylines, Justin, on Houston. But before we do, should we shout out the lovely bunch of sponsors that help us do this show that inspire us, all of our local brands? Uh, I'm going to start with the pitch, Justin. I have this huge hole in my heart, and it's been just from not being at the pitch for so long. And I am so excited to go there next Tuesday and, you know, throw back a few cold ones, probably enjoy some apps uh, and just walk my way into that game and just witness an absolute beating 
Uh, I would love, love to see it. And the pitch is the, my favorite place to do that. I mean, I miss it. All the food, the drinks, the people. Um, it's such a great atmosphere. I encourage you all to check it out. If anyone's new, go and check your first game at City Park. Uh, head to the pitch. It's literally walking distance uh, right across the street from City Park uh, next to Maggio's. And it is a good time. Yeah, they are incredible. You are literally catty corner to it. Coldest beer in town. Some of the best apps. Great TVs. You can watch whatever you want during it. The atmosphere is going to be rocking this Tuesday and the entire season. I'm also going to give a shout out to Soul Juice. Been working on some stuff with Luis on that. You can get 20% off orders at souljuice.com using the code Ball Watching. You can also get him at Schnooks, Deerberg, Straub, Sam's, all over St. Louis. Got a couple other things in the works and where he's going to be located. And we'll keep you guys attuned to that throughout the regular season. And then Series Six, quick shout out. They're opening up, or they have their opened up their South City store now, or South County. They absolutely killed during Mardi Gras. The amount of people that I saw at Mardi Gras wearing Series 6 here was absolutely awesome. Shout out to Sammy for that. And you can get 15% off using code BALLWATCHING. You can do that at the store or online as well. Oh, Justin, look at you pulling the attuned out. Where, where, where is that coming from? You've been in the office for too long, man. I'm getting tired, and then my brain just starts to wander. This is <laughs> every like anybody that thought this might be a beer, it's literally a Celsius at 7.0. Oh, Justin. Well, let's get into this high-powered High-octane, but not that really. Houston offense. We'll get to that with the defense here. But uh, offensively, we're back in our XG. I am loving it. Uh, XG fans stand up. Uh, they had an XG last year of 1.38 uh, per 90. Uh, they actually out outdid that, scoring 1.55 goals for per game, both respectively getting them at number 19 in XG and number 10 uh, in goals for. Away, obviously you see a drop-off. Uh, in that they uh, produced an XG in away games last year of 1.24. And actually of their 56 goal tally last year, only 16 of them came on the road. I think something we'll be looking to exploit. That's just an insane stat. I don't even know how that's possible. When you look at these goals for as well, 25% of them came in the first 15 minutes of the game. And then 20% of them from the 35th to 45th or 31st to 45th or the last 14 minutes. God. If that's if we could just do one thing this season, Jake, it's got to be that we can clean up the end of these games and close these things out. They were averaging 107 minutes per goal, um, top three in shots on target percentage, number four in uh, goals per shots percentage, and then bottom 10 in the shortest average shot distance with 17.2 uh, yards per goal. Yes, they work up to some good chances. Uh, they are number 10 when you think about overall passes uh, per team. Uh, a lot of their goal-creating actions kind of come from just open play. Uh, they can also be pretty good on dead balls as well, especially after drawing fouls in dangerous areas. Like Justin said, this is a team that's going to see the third most passes per sequence um, and the sixth most 10-plus pass sequences in games. So they do like to knock it around quite a bit and create space by kind of pulling their defenders and opposition um, out of position. Um, some of the newer stats I, I pulled from this team is um, they had the number one XG from set pieces um, and the most XG from open play. I mean, so they're, they're, they're a good, good team and they're going to build up very, very pretty. Uh, and it's going to be keen on the eye at times to watch. And you kind of wish that we had some of that possession uh, in our own locker, but who knows, maybe we'll start, start to kind of pick that up a little bit as the season goes on. Agreed. And then if we kind of move into the defense, their XGA of 1.3 per 90 minutes is number seven with only a 1.11 goals allowed per game as number fourth in the MLS last season. Then when we look at the away form, though, 1.37 goals against number six, 
30 of their 43 goals against came when they were away, which we're talking about. They were just not a good away team. Fifth most in XGA on set pieces. And when did these goals come through, Jake? 26% came through on the 76th to the 90th and 21% from the 46th to the 60th. You add that all together, and it's over half their goals are coming from in the second half specifically. And that's something that I think we can really try to exploit and come out of here. It's halftime. I know City Park's going to be rocking from the start, but we got to keep helping the boys in the second half. Yeah, we do, which I think, Justin, is a nice a nice segue uh, into the keys to the game for us. If, if I'm Bradley Carnell and I'm a, I'm a player and I'm getting hyped for this one, what am I thinking about that I really think is something that I should pay attention to, um, not only as a, as a player, but I think you and I can kind of pick up as fans and look into this and see if this is something they're picking up. Um, by the way, I'm going to go back and redact what I said about at most XG and open play and set pieces. No idea where that came from. Uh, someone is tampering in the Google Doc um, and is not one of us, so we got to identify the person here. The, literally, I'm reading off this is the best team when it comes to any sort of XG, which is just not true. Uh, so I, I redact that statement officially. Um, and we'll get into our city keys of the game, which, Justin, you've kind of, like I said, segued us perfectly uh, into the first one, which is use that city park advantage. We were one of the best teams on a points-per-match basis last season when we played at home. Um, you've got to refine that form. I'm sure the fans will do their part. Um, so you go, out, you go out there and, and do yours. Houston, like we said, is a weak away team. If you're going to do this in two legs, what you do, we're doing a home and away against Houston, you're going to have – to get out ahead at home. Um, you cannot bank on away points like we know in the MLS. So um, you got you to get out on a strong foot at home. Yeah, and I'll say one thing that I want to mention is and it's already going to be on top of mind for all these guys. We already talked to some people at City. They cannot wait to be home. One, for the atmosphere. Two, for traveling for preseason. And think about how we ended last season, Jake. Oh. We lost to Kansas City. These guys have been just thinking about that ever since we went down to Kansas City and took that L. This is going to be an absolute – Awesome time at City Park. Get to it. I will say one thing as well, and we already talked about this more specifically on how they build up specifically for Houston. We can't let guys get caught ball watching and have having slip guys behind. They're going to do a lot of passing in front of us, a lot of dribbling, and then they're going to look to slip guys. You're not going to have big guys taking you on and ripping shots, so make sure that we are tracking our runners. I'm going to also say possess when we can because they're going to have the ball, and we're going to probably let them have the majority of the ball, but – once we win it back, we need to get it off our feet quickly and hold on to it so we can get back into the positions that we have and catch our breath. Agreed. Agreed. The only two things I'll say on top of that, Justin, I think you did a good job, was set, set piece danger. This team is a very vulnerable team, and I'm talking about Houston, um, from set pieces, and I feel like that's one of our biggest competencies looking at last year. Um, so I think we'll need to be on our game to create strong quality chances from set pieces. Uh, and finally, discipline. Houston had the most yellow cards last season with 95. Uh, that is a crazy output. I mean, see if you can tempt these guys to make some boneheaded plays, show descent to the referee, kind of get under their skin. We do naturally with how we play. Uh, but I think you should really aim to do that and see if uh, you can catch one or two guys, you know, making stupid mistakes uh, that put you on, on the right foot. Uh, so those are some of the key things I think we as fans can watch out for, and hopefully the guys are taking into account as they defend City Park. And that brings us perfectly into who are we going to defend City Park with, Jake? And we have a question here as well. Are Leuven and Nielsen back? I, I have word on this. So 
uh, Nilsson is not back. It's taken longer than expected in Sweden. Um, Leuven is back. He returned to practice today, being Tuesday, uh, but he lost a lot more time than he was expecting to, and he hasn't been on the field during that time. He's just been doing uh, workouts and fitness regimen uh, from Team Sports Science. Um, so I, what I'm reading, and this, this is from a Tom Turman article, uh, is that he could be up in the air in terms of availability for a full 90 on game one. Um, I think it could be something they would consider risky to do him for because they want to get him to match fitness. People don't realize that preseason is stupid and is boring and is not meaningful as it is. It is big for players to get into match fitness and start to put serious minutes in their legs, which they just don't do that in trainings. They don't go 100% like that. So um, it's important to get that game time in you to get going and, and start off without being maybe injury prone. I still, Justin... I'd probably start him anyway, just because it's Leuven. Like what he brings to this team, if we want to go far in this tournament, I do feel like he has to kind of be on the field. Yeah, I would agree with that, but let's let's be cautious. I do want to go far in this tournament, but I, I want to have a good full year. Imagine if we miss Leuven as much as we missed Klaus last year with 19 games. So as we're talking about starting 11s, Jake, I put some snips in here of what we did yeah. with starting 11s for preseason. The only thing I really wanted to note, I don't think we needed, we had a lot of changes, but the main thing that I thought was kind of funny, exactly at the 63rd minute, and we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think we just all 10 dudes pretty much subbed on for both our preseason games at 63rd. So don't read too much in the starting lineups that we've already had during preseason. Yeah, I think if you're going to put any sort of bigger weight onto one, I would say this friendly coming up with Louisville City uh, at home here this week would be a chance to see probably what I think will Carnell roll with being a mostly what he would go into starting 11 with against Houston. Uh, my prediction, Justin, if, if I'm picking up what he's putting down, uh, because we're not going to probably have Nilsson either to start, same circumstances, Leuven obviously getting his green card, Leuven now finally has it, which is great. And Nilsson will get it too, but it's, he's just going to be a couple of days behind. Um, I think I'm going with obviously Berkey uh, to start. I'm going to go Totlan on the right back side. He's been starting with most of the, of the first team best 11 in, in preseason recently. Then you get to an open spot here where you're obviously going to have Tim Parker here, but who is the other center back? And if it's not Nilsson and he's not ready for it, I think he's going to roll with Yarrow given what we've seen in preseason. Um, but I don't think he'd have too much of a, a drop off if you even played Kyle Hebert there as well. But if I had to predict center backs being Yarrow uh, and Parker for me, I'm going Berkey, Totland. I'm going Hebert, Parker, and Doyer. And then in front of them, I'm playing it safe. I'm going Blum and Durkin, to be honest. Um, I know we have a question here from Jack. What are our thoughts on doing with Chris and Totland and Dur- D- Doyer? Right and left back, putting Chris in front, in for Leuven. I think he'll be a guy that'll be subbing and rotating in with Leuven, Blum, um, and just kind of a rotation of three guys there for us holding two in front of our back four, depending on injuries and legs. Uh, moving in front of them, going, I know you have Ostrock, AZ, Klaus, and Adinaran. I'm probably going Klaus up top, Indy on the right, AZ in the middle. I'll go, I'll go Ostrock on the left. I love it. I love the Ostrock shout. I want to go back really quick, Justin. I, 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 I really don't know what they're going to do here. I, I do hope they, they start Dewey um on the other flank opposite Totland. But the midfield gets really interesting for me. Like because you're probably not going to play Leuven to start. I just don't feel like he will take that chance. Um, but Blum will. You know that he will. I yeah, I I could see a bunch of different combinations, but I I think Ostrock is back in the eleven. Obviously you're seeing the preseason lineups. You made the prediction already. I think he's going to get a chance this season at the start. 
to see if he can get something caught and, and just ride that wave. Um, my biggest decision is in the midfield. Obviously, Blum, I'm already counting Ostrock. I think you got to play AZ. Um, who provides a little more stability? Could that be a guy like Durkin, like you mentioned? Maybe. Um, but I had a Dinneran as well in my lineup. I don't, I'm putting that in my lineup because I think Carnell is going to start Klaus in a Dinneran. Not that I prefer that. I actually could see, what would you say, Justin, to a shout of like, this isn't going to be my 11, but maybe in the future, Thorson underneath Klaus or something, kind of taking the Nico role from last season. I think I could, I could definitely do for a full 90 there. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I don't think that he's going to start Klaus in a dinner end because I do think when we talked about this last year, he liked having a forward come off the bench, whether that was Nico or um, a dinner end. And I don't think it's we're going to rely that much on uh, Mr. Thorson yet. So I think we could actually start Thorson if you wanted to rely on having a, a spark off the bench with a dinner end. Um, but the one thing I already love it. People are already starting to hop in here. Celio. This is, I, we, we talked about it. We're waiting for somebody to step up and own a spot. I would love for that to be Celio. I don't know if it's if it's a worry defensively or what, what that is with Carnell or if it's too much of a spark plug to where he doesn't think he'd last the full 90. I would love to see Celio on the left side with Indy on the right, AZ in the middle, and Klaus up top. I think that's our best attacking four. Yeah, I, I'm just liking I think my overall takeaway from this is we have decisions that we have to make. We've strengthened in the summer. We haven't lost as much. And now I feel like we have a bench that I look at. And I'm like, okay, there are some guys on this bench that can come out and make a difference. If we're down, uh, if we need to tackle another goal, maybe guys that need to strengthen up our back line. I just kind of like how the team composition is coming together, which is to be expected when they're building this towards a longer term goal. Um, but I'm getting some great comments in here. People loving Ostrock. Jack, you love Ostrock getting his chance this season. I do too. I'm team Ostrock for sure. Uh, Michael, what do we do with uh, Keel Watts? I think Akil Watts is probably number two on the right back chapter right now. I feel like Jake might be taking a, a third spot, but I feel like Watts and Deer are kind of, or sorry, Watts and uh, Totlan are kind of similar and how they like to play the position. But I think Totlan has just come in here and said, this is mine. Yeah. I like this question by Michael. I, I honestly think that Nerwinski is still, is still that right back there. Unfortunately, Jake, I think uh, like you said, with Watson uh, and Totlan being kind of similar players, I think we're going to need a game where we don't need a guy going as forward. Um, as much. And I think that's what Nerwinski kind of brings as a guy that can hold back there. And hopefully um, he doesn't get too much one-sided. I know they started to overload us towards the end of the year um, and try to pick off Nerwinski there. But I think if he can hold his own and stay on his feet, he can do a good job at right back. People asking here about Rasmus Alm. I'm not going to mention his name until I see that he is healthy. Like it just, I'm not going to talk about it because I'm excited about him, but he's got to show me that the greatest ability is availability, and he does not have it right now. I love Rasmus Alm, to be honest. I think for me, for your Ostrock is my Alm. I I think Alm should be a starting guy for us, and I really do think that with our best lineup, he would be a starter. I'm excited for him to come back, but I agree. It's just we don't know for sure when that would be for 100%. And so I'm excited to get some games kicked off and hopefully can get a little bit more info there. Justin, prediction. We've talked enough about the game. What does your expert brain tell you that this team's going to pull off on Tuesday? 3-1 dub. I think we're going to go up 2-1. to one. Um, I think we'll go up 2-1, to one, 2 to nothing at halftime. They're going to get a goal probably in the 56 and be a little bit sweaty, and then we're, but we're going to put one again away in the 70th, and we're going to ride it out. Wow. Can we expect this detail for every prediction? That was, that was nice. Got a nice little summary there. I am bouncing off the walls. My mind is just absolutely racing with these things. So, yeah, I will give as much detail as you guys want. And I'm going to keep talking fast. 
For anyone that just tuned in, Justin's drinking Celsius. He's not drinking alcohol. Uh, <laughs> for people that can't see your visual, Justin's just yeah. tossing this Celsius around like it's the Arctic, the Arctic vibe. Celsius, if you can hear this, sponsor us. There you go. That's the best way to ask. Uh, Justin, my prediction is 2 0 on this one. Uh, and I think it's going to be nervy. I think we're going to get that first goal uh, towards the end of the first half. And I think we are going to kind of. Uh, take it a little bit from Houston in the second half as they try to resurge. I think we're going to get our second uh, in the 80 to 90th minute and come out of home with with a nice W and head to Houston looking to defend that and maybe even add to it. So I'm, I'm optimistic here. I think we're coming in pretty full on health for the most part, maybe not Leuven Nilsson, uh, but I still think given they're missing Hector Herrera and just some of the other uh, things around this team, I think we this is a big opportunity for us. This stinks um, that it's still a week out because we cannot bet on it or we cannot show you guys the lines yet on over-unders, money lines, things like that. One thing I will get you guys excited for is that we are going to track these this year a lot better. We'll talk about bets that we think we like, and but then we're going to have one bet each that we love and we will track it. Um, and it's going to be something that we'll keep track of all year and try to show you like how we're progressing and things that we're hitting and what's not hitting throughout the year and hopefully give you guys some better stats too. You can enjoy the game and uh, maybe make a little money on it as well. But, Jake, one thing I do want to mention, there is a line out right now for the MLS, and that's to win the Cup. And uh, to be honest, I think you're absolutely crazy if you grab Miami at plus 250. Right Don't now. do it. Don't it, do it. It, it. Yes, I understand it's preseason, and like they're not and they're not all trying that much. And, yes, they're going to be a very good team. There's no way that that number continues to go down. There will be a point in their season where one of those guys gets injured, Hopefully not Messi, just for the sheer love of watching him. Yeah. But that number will go up. I would be shocked if Miami is not plus 400 at some point in the season. The crew are plus 800, not repeating. LASC plus 850. Having Hugo Lloris, yeah, That's he's going to go on him. I think that yeah. one's an interesting one there. Cincy, 12-1, to 1, great team. A lot of ins and outs this year. Absolutely rude that we're 35-1. to 1. That'll be something I'll be taking right now. We are the 15th team on the list. That's just yeah, that's, that's that's disrespectful. We've only moved down, I, I think. So, you know what? We needed some new bulletin board material. That thing was looking a little empty towards the end of last season prior to the, the, the S-words uh, sh- showing us some love. But I think we, we need that stuff, man. I'll take 15th for sure. I would love – I love that for us. Yeah, that is, absolutely. That is us. Why? I, why would we? I wouldn't want to be top ten. I wouldn't even want to be top no, five. But I do think no. it's outrageous that you can just tell. I mean, Jake. If anything, this is good news for us because Vegas is going to continue to undercut us, and that's where we just make more money. Absolutely, individual Sucks games. Sucks for them, Justin. If you were to bet, I know what you will be betting, and that would be one and a half uh, team total at home. Team total over one and a half, and I yeah. will be betting it. So we'll be posting it on our social media. It's yeah. just not going to have it in this episode. Team total over one and a half at home. It's probably going to be like a minus one. 60 even maybe i'm hammering it we're scoring goals we're going to come out absolutely flying next week yeah we're literally a week out for you all like it's couldn't be much closer um, the high on tuesday is 63 oh degrees. don't oh don't tell me wow that's frozen irish coffee with i'm surprised it's like not going to be a blizzard or it's not going to be i mean that's that seems a little bit too good to be true. I'm not counting. I'm not counting my chicken before they hatch here. It's like climbing all the way up until Jeez. Tuesday. Like it's not even like we're just jumping straight up on that day. We're gonna be warm. Okay, I like that. I, I like just got that. my good new vibes. white jacket too. The city white jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Well, hey everyone, 
Hopefully you all enjoyed the preview here. I think some things to keep an eye out for this week. I think we are dropping our away kit very, very soon. So stay tuned on social media for that. That should be cool. I would love to see something that's not last year. Like I, I kind of want to see something pretty different. Like I could go lighter than last year. Um, I could go into a, a navy blue, maybe some electric yellow. I mean, I, I, we got a lot of options, I think, with our color scheme. I would like a navy. I will say I saw a good tweet. I forgot who tweeted out, so I apologize. If anybody has this, give us a shout out, and I will give you a, a repost. But the um, the box that we received for being season ticket holders last year, it looked very much like the home red. And then this year, it's like a silver, but it's got like waves instead of like the lines like the arc. Yeah, so don't read into it too much. I know, but still. We can dream. We can dream. We also play our last uh, friendly here, our last preseason game coming up here uh, against Louisville City. Uh, and then we're, we're basically, it's a home stretch um, for us. So uh, for you all listening, thank you so much. Tune in and live here. If you're listening on podcast form, go down to wherever podcast domain you are. One, throw us a rating. Throw us five stars. We love a good five. Uh, if you got something you want to say, uh, maybe, you know, we're, we're praying for you, Justin, and hoping you get some better Wi-Fi uh, in, in the coming fu- future here. Uh, maybe you can drop that as a rating with a five star. Uh, but just like the show. Subscribe to the show. Uh, welcome to you all. Any of your new joiners, tune in into the show. It's going to be a hell of a season coming up. And, Justin, one more plug before we do our, our final goodbyes here. If you all haven't listened to it yet, you should check out uh, the episode right before this one. Uh, we did some short form content, Justin. We have signed on uh, with George Gansner to have him come on and be our MLS rules analyst and expert. Uh, and we did our first episode yesterday with him. Uh, kept it 10 minutes to be the sin bin. Uh, so it's quick hitting and you learn something and he is an awesome dude. Um, so check that out if you haven't. I'm very excited to be Jack. Be Jack. I'm jacked to be back, Jake. That was a lot. But I will say one last thing as a little bit of a plug as well. We're going to be having a new sponsor coming on, and we're excited to be announcing that coming up. And just want to say thank you to everybody in the comments. This was a fun one. We like the amount of questions. Bring it in here, and it makes it just lively for us. We like to have a conversation with you guys. So please join us live if you can. Send us comments. Send us things before and after as well. We'll pick it up on the next episode. Absolutely. Thank you all for being here. And bring a friend next time. This is a, this is a fun thing. Uh, so hope you all enjoyed. Uh, happy Fat Tuesday for anyone listening on Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. I'm looking for those ashes out there. Uh, and you all have a great rest of your week. We are a week away from game one of this season. Cannot wait. All for City. All for City.